Dan Zestremski, host of the Ringer Gambling Show. You want to join my buddy, Joe House, and I every Tuesday and Friday. We break down all the lines, the leans, totals, props, and so much more for the NBA playoff action. And JJ, you never know when the pod father himself, Bill Simmons, is going to stop in. Plus, we are dropping special episodes in the feed around all the big events. We have some major golf coming up, JJ. You want to get in on all of it. So whether you fancy yourself as a sharp or someone who likes to just throw a few shekels down, get on the action with the Ringer Gambling Show on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. The screen's blank. Do, do you need to see anything on that screen? I don't like to see a screen, a blank screen. Takes Does it away intimidate from my, you? Takes away from my intellectual abilities. Here's a screen. There's your face. Now you can look at it and be happy again. There's still like a blank spot. Though. Oh can we God. just put on the full screen? <laughs> this is my opening rant. Here well, it's better we if I come in go. Here, you're putting Monday's gum, you're putting, episode. You're putting gum on the desk. And then you have the no screen on. Gum is on my side of the desk. I, I'm allowed to put my gum wherever I would like it. It, and I did I not it's make like, a concession and put like it on a post-it there note? There are gaps in your in your rearing from when you were a child. Where your parents <laughs> are like, you know what, we're good. That is a perfectly good piece of gum that I just put in, and I would like to chew again. But for the audience's sake, I took it out of my mouth to be a gentleman. I've been told you have an opening rant. No, no, no. I I said I have a response to you having an opening rant. I would like. For you, Michael, to go ahead and get it out of your system. By the way, before we start, thank you guys so much. So many of you went out and downloaded the app, Card Shop Live. Thank you for doing that. And if you didn't, well, thank you for doing it now. You're dead to us. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Love you. Do we want them? No. <laughs> we definitely oh, we do. do. Okay. We, yeah, we, we definitely do. do. We still do. Uh, but no, uh, this last weekend was a huge success. Tons of giveaways. More giveaways to come in the future. But... Uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. One of our more listened to episodes last Thursday. Oh, last Thursday's Hawani. episode was fun. Uh, I liked him because he was in on sports. My rant is actually, I'm just going to make this very short then. <laughs> if your feedback to that episode is we didn't talk specifically about the UFC enough and how do you not know your sport when you're talking to a guest like him, two things. A, just go listen to his podcast. That is all he does is break down like statistics and fights and stats and all that. Go listen to that. Everywhere he goes, it's all he talks about, because that's what he does. I have no interest in that for 30 minutes. I was pumped that he came on here and talked about his cards. 
That's what I wanted to hear about. I was overwhelmingly impressed with how knowledgeable and how invested he was in the card space from his childhood to now. Thought it was great. We mixed in some UFC talk at the end. But that's what we're always... Here's, today here's with, the problem, Mike. Today with Jeremy, by the way, we're going to do the exact same thing. Jeremy knows more about hockey than me and you will ever know. We're not even close. Sure. We're probably going to make some small talk with the guy and make a couple of jokes. I'm a fan of entertainment along with knowledge. That rant is done. If you'd like to respond, you can. I would love you just to give respond. us the rundown. I would love to... No, I would love to respond because here's the thing. You focus so much on the negative because there was so much positive out there. That would you not agree that we had so many positive what did comments I the about it? See, this exactly, is, but that's the problem. Why oh focus boy. on the negative? This because you know line. what you didn't do. You didn't focus on the positive. You could have come in here and said, "Oh man, we got so much great comments." Instead, you focus it on the couple of negative comments that you read. So what? Yeah, I like to. I like to respond. Yeah, to both but sides. you know why? You know why the Facebook group has gone so negative? Because they see that oh, you're doing you are it. A I'm te- no, oh, I'm not. Boy, you are Facebook going group. way too negative. That's all. That's my response to your opening rant. Not valid, so just do the rundown. It's 100% valid. Here's your rundown, people. Mike and I are going to be out of sorts for the rest of the show. Then we're going to talk about NBA playoff, MLB standouts. Who are you closest to in your life? And the triple logo man got pulled. Big big pull. Big pull, big release week. And then, of course, we're going to talk our man, the myth, the legend. I say that every guest, but it's all true. They're all myths and legends. Jeremy Lee is coming on to talk hockey. And then we follow up with Mailback. That being said, Mike, would you do me the honor of going with the big picture? I don't care for this man, the Mr. Legend talk. God. <laughs> NBA playoffs. We're doing it. Just real quick. I don't want to get it. There's a couple notes I want to hit on this. Joker wins his second MVP. Back to find out how why old is he, he is, so, please. Why is he so good? I want to say he's 20, 28. Uh, actually, I just had, he is 27. 27. 6'11", 284 pounds if you needed any of that. I mean, he's a phenomenal player, but I don't want people... We got a lot of uh, remarks, questions, comments about this. Don't fall into this line of thinking. And I and I see guys on social. It is amazing to me lately how many guys are making TikTok videos and Instagram reels and streams and all this crap who have no business talking about the sports card market. Mm-hmm. An MVP award, when the player is not relevant, and he's not relevant to the playoffs right now. If yeah. Giannis won this award, or if Embiid won the award, or huge. Tatum... Fine. Like they're still in the mix. An MVP award in the midst of chasing down a finals ring. Fine. MLB is off season. The NFL is off season. He has been eliminated from the playoffs. So it is his off season. There will be no bump in pricing for, for Joker. Now that doesn't, I don't say this to say, stay away from, I think he's a great investment, a very good investment. At least there's a couple things. I just want to caution people with Joker because people are falling in love with this fantasy of He's only 27, already has you know back-to-back MVPs at that age, mm-hmm. which is very impressive. I bet there's only a handful of guys in the history of the league, 15 or less probably, who have back-to-back MVPs or even just two MVPs total under the age of 28, like he does. That's phenomenal. Okay. But now is, when, now is when you have to separate on-court, performance, skill, all that from the hobby market. Name the most relevant big man in the hobby, past or present. People will tell you guys like Kareem, Bill Russell, Wilt, Shaq, Hakeem. Yeah. None of these guys sell particularly strong in the hobby. I always just like to temper some expectation of he's a big man. There is a clear big man bias. Tim Duncan's a victim of that as well as a power forward. Just don't fall in love to the fact where you're going to overly just overstretch and pay right now. And the other thing is an MVP does nothing for pricing when it's in the offseason. It doesn't help. It's not going to help okay, him now. Wait, 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 wait. Before you say that. 
the reason I put that on the screen right there is that was a sale from today. Sure. For six hundred twenty-five dollars, mm-hmm. sales yesterday were four hundred twenty-five dollars. Yeah, let's see the rest of the sales then. The rest of the sales are right. Yeah, I don't see a green check mark, so it means it's not been well, vetted. It just so, came out today, but I'm I'm okay. just saying it's probably click on, the, click on the thing below. This one. Mm-hmm. I want to see the chart of the recent sales. The recent oh, that's on yeah, this screen over one. here. Mm-hmm. So this screen right here shows you the recent sales mm-hmm. for Joker. So what I'm wanting to say here is it did have a bump. It looks like at least once. I see one buy it now. That yeah, is not a vetted sale. If I see it, more well, than it just came out a few hours ago. So okay. I'm just saying, let's just keep an eye. I think the main point, what you would like to say is if that is your idea that this is going to pop, you're probably going to be wrong. And it's that if that is one sale, it's probably not going to stay that way. Yeah. I mean, again, there's, we've got a vet. Yeah. There are cards sitting for buy it now for less than that. The overall point being, don't get overly enamored with MVPs when they happen in an offseason. It does not work out well. You'd be buying it at the height of, an, of a market that is being pumped up by certain people. I don't know why. In general, though, I love Joker. I'm just not buying it with the, with the thought of, hey, he just won an MVP. Sales are going to bump this week. Yeah, not a huge fan. Honestly, his that would bump his pricing above what it's been like for like the last six months if it actually went to that. I don't think that's Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, it just says 625 buy it now. There are cards sitting here for 600 or best offer. There's no way that's a valid sale, which is fine. It doesn't have to be. But just be careful. Big man bias with him and Embiid, by the way, because we're seeing two great big men right now. And the MVP myth is is, is nothing more than that off court. As term, in terms of hobby, the MVP talk is just a big myth. Okay. A couple other things. Embiid is another dude. Playing really well. I actually was hoping to talk for a minute about James Harden. I've never liked Harden. I think he's in general been a puddle in big spots. Did you actually look up his pricing? I don't care for facial hair either, if I'm going to be honest with you. His facial hair is just so much you can't even see his mouth anymore. That's my it's, problem it's with it. Enough. But yep. um, you asked me to look up his pricing. I was curious if you've actually seen it. Do you? I have not. Yeah, that's why I had you pull it up because I, I was very interested. Yeah, the I pulled up the uh, 2009 tops. Can you put it on that one? Yep. Oh, cool. So I pulled up the 2009 Tops card. Yep. I looked up raw sales first because I was just curious. This is actually um, so about the lowest. Thirty eight dollars is what it's selling for right now. It is the lowest it's been in about two years. Like That's before insane. COVID, it was the guy just took over. And again, I am not saying I would bet money on this guy to win a big series or come up in a big moment mm-hmm. consistently. But he did it last night. He took over the game last night against Miami. Yep. I think they're beating Miami. I've said that from the beginning. I think they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals to lose to either the Bucks or Celtics. To think that this card was nine thousand dollars, like a year well, that's, ago. Hang on, no, that's now, a PSA ten. Yeah, oh, no, right. I, okay. I'm sorry, I, yep. I switched views. So I went to a PSA ten. This card was nine thousand dollars, and now is selling at seven hundred and sixty dollars again. And what's the pop? Uh, the pop is only two hundred and four. Two hundred and four. That's what I mean. And and I don't subscribe to. I, I just I think he's overrated in general because okay. he doesn't have the, the the accomplishments. But I think the majority of people probably have him top five all-time shooting guards. Like, I'm just trying to think, like, again, I'm not at this basket. I'm, I'm going to leave the stats and big stuff to, like, Vernon and Simmons. But, like, off, obviously off the top, you've got Jordan, Kobe, Wade, AI. Okay. Probably Jerry West. And I'm sure I'm forgetting one or two, but I think you could argue he's in that mix, like, in that next class at least. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. 
and he's playing great in the playoffs, at least right now, at least at stretches. I just think it's interesting how dirt cheap he was. So whereas Joker to me is a great guy, like, hey, I'm going to buy some Joker because I think in eight years he's going to have a resume that we've seen only a handful of times ever. I think it's reasonable, but you're going to you're gonna buy it with the thought of, hey, this is a 401k type build. No one knows what the K stands for still. <laughs> James Hart is the mystery. type of guy I actually think you could buy with like a 10-day in mind. Really? I do. If they beat Miami and he plays like this again, I think yeah. you'll see. I think more people will draw attention to his stuff like we have. I mean, um, the only thing that stinks is it's like we said, low pop count. There's only 204. What's a PSA there. nine? PSA nine. It's probably a couple thousand. Oh, there's um, a, under a thousand. Nine fifty. It's selling for 120 bucks. So that's pretty, again, maybe if you, the option. If you want to take a that's risk on you, some quick, cheap money for 120, I think it's a value. Nine it. By the way, I think you're doing a great job with being on the spot with Card Ladder today, and I appreciate it. Rocky Start didn't love you talking the whole part when you spoke at the beginning. It's okay. You don't like a little pushback, and that's all right because it's it adds to a little dynamic uh, conflict. Why does my computer keep showing? But off? we can work together and work it back out, and that's what we're doing. Sure. So Harden, I like. <laughs> I didn't think I would say this, but Luca has got his guys in contention with Phoenix. The only reason I don't care about that series more, I'll just be honest, as a basketball fan. It is so tough to watch guys flop and whine oh, as much as it's like it's contagious with those teams. I feel like everybody in the starting lineup for the Suns and the Mavs should get punched in the face to start the game <laughs> and then play basketball. As someone who watched basketball like religiously in the late 90s and then stopped completely and then picked it back up in the early 2000s, it is kind of just grating on my nerves to watch these like the acting involved now. It's brutal. It's it like wasn't soccer. like that. I don't remember it ever being like that. And it's been like that for the past number of years. Yeah. They just happen to go above and beyond. So I'm going to be honest with you. In terms of the show, I'm not going to talk about either one of those teams. <laughs> for that reason, you flop, well, can, you don't can, get talked about. Can you at least say, because before you were very strong on the Mavs losing. Do you, I still think they're going to. Yeah. You still think that's the case? Yeah, I, I hope they win. I would like to see it for the hobby. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, so the other series in the Celtics box on tonight. Oh, uh, well, did we win Grizzlies yeah. Warriors? Did we talk about that game? So Jazz out with the knee. By the way, again, not a, I, I don't know. I saw the thing. Didn't look like a dirty play. Guy put two fingers on his knee for about 0.5 seconds and pulled a little bit. Yeah. If that's enough to pull your knee out of place. <laughs> it was already going. I'm just going to tell you, Jazz. <laughs> I don't know what your diet looks like. You need more milk. Ooh, Speaking calcium. of late 90s, your heyday, yeah. when you were watching those games. I drank a lot of milk that back then. Probably were drinking a lot of milk, watching a lot of calcium commercials. I just think that was overplayed. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, he's talking about the code. I mean, the game before, Dylan Brooks punches Gary Payton Jr. in the face, basically, at a layup. <laughs> and I didn't have a problem with that play either, sure. by the way. I have no problem with any of the physical play. I just don't need to hear about it after. Okay. Fair However, enough. if you're a Ja fan, I think this is the time you hold for the long haul. Like I'm holding for the, I bought that one card with the intent to flip. I'm going to hold the, the few jaws I have left, including the high end. I'm just going to hold at this point because I don't think they're winning another game. I think they lose without him. Okay. And Golden State looks good. Like if you were ever going to make a play and mess around with Curry or Clay Thompson stuff, if you're a PC guy, you just want him for the collection. I don't know if you're going to be able to touch him again if they go on a finals run, which I think they're coming out of the West. That is one we didn't really look up to see if Steph's pricing has done much. Let me just pull up yeah, real pull quick. it up. Because while he does that, the other the series on motion should obviously bias, but the Celtics. Sure. Wow, his PSA 10 tops. Pop of 365 it's $6,500. It's gone down. Like, it keeps dropping. They keep winning, and it keeps dropping. Yeah, um, I, that's a lot of money for a paper card, man. Well, what about a PSA 9? Do you oh. think that's why it is? It's because of the... Well, the, the PSA 9 is a, a third of the price. I don't love that either. Oh, that is so really So either close. one of those is cheap 
Well, one of those is too expensive. You know, I mean, the yeah. gap is, should be more than three to one on a card of that low of a Well, that's, a, that's what's interesting. The PSA 9 has not had like a significant drop like what's the, the PSA 10 doing? did. What's the 9.5 doing? 9.5. Uh, I'm just curious. It was 6,500. It's doing half. Look at the swings on that card. A lot of that Man. probably has to do with subs. But yeah, Curry, I think, is obviously, again, a minted first round Hall of Famer. If he does something else weird in his career, though, MVP, finals, finals, MVP, any any combination of those two, I think he's a top 10 guy. Like, I know people hate saying that. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know why, but I, I think he's right there in that discussion. Uh, the Tatum Giannis story, though, is what's most interesting to me. Okay. That game the other day was ridiculous. They lost on so a close. point two second late tip by Horford. Can I tell you that was right before we were about to go live for the giveaway on the app this weekend, and I thought it was going to ruin the whole day. I was what? in there screaming like a maniac. <laughs> um, I think we have a series. I hope we. I hope that thing goes seven. I would love to see the Celtics pull out. Obviously, that would be a last game in Boston. Mm-hmm. Hello. So Tatum stuff has stayed which has been nice, even though we had a horrible game. No drop on Tatum stuff like we've been looking at. Pretty consistent, which is good. A little bit riskier, obviously. They're down 2-1, and they're playing in Milwaukee again tonight. So, and Giannis, my story hasn't changed on Giannis. There was a question in Mailbag today, because yes, I screened Mailbag, because somebody said we don't screen enough. It leads to awkward downtime. I didn't think it was the worst <laughs> criticism I'd ever seen, so I looked at him today. I think Giannis is... is I think he is somewhat underrated, but I don't think there's anything that's going to happen except for a finals run this year where he will get any more hobby love than he's getting because mm-hmm. he's already set the bar so, so high that I just, I just think that's it. Like it's to... You want to talk about my screening of the mailbag? I'm yep. going to pick and chew my nails. Oh, God. What, did you have a further comment about Giannis? So if you're with Giannis stuff, I would say hold to the finals. If you are with Tatum... I think he's got huge upside. If they beat the Bucs, I'd take him to beat anybody else in the league at this point. This Bucs team is legit, though. And they don't have Chris Middleton, which is insane. So I've been very happy with that series. Would have been um, happier if they won. All right. So at this point, we are good with NBA playoffs. Sure. Joker wins MVP. Can we just, before we go to MLB, can we just talk about the LeBron triple logo man card? I don't even think we're going to talk baseball at all today. Oh, okay. The one note I would say, Nolan Arenado's off to a hot start. Uh, Yeah. Well, didn't we have, wait, hot start. Are we going into de- in depth on that or that no? was it? Okay. MLB um, logo, uh, well then, triple logo, man. So I thought that's where your rant was going to be headed. I actually don't have as much hate of this happening as I, as some people do. I Play thought out was, the situation. Tell the people what happened. Well, essentially if everybody doesn't already know, I mean, anybody listening to this knows, but, uh, backyard breaks pulled this card or backyard rips. I think one of their offshoot channels technically pulled it, but they pulled it for, uh, the other app that's out there right now. Whatnot. Yep. Don't talk about them. Um, but yeah, anyways, they know what, who we are. They don't know what whatnot is. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, the, the triple logo man was pulled by those guys. Um, I think the overall issue is people's viewpoint of backyard. And uh, just I, say I, I don't, you're trying to mince words. Just say what you think. I, I think in all, I don't care for the fact that the guys who uh, already have some hobby backlash are the ones who pulled it, but who cares? I mean, the the card itself, I think, is okay. I saw after seeing the card, I think the little jo- uh, LeBrons on the bottom are not what I would care to see. Like it just looks like scrunched little. Men. Oh, you don't like, like the design? Yeah, of the, the actual card. design of the card. But as far as the guys who pulled it, okay, there's really not a lot to say about that. Like, I, in my opinion, it's just they pulled. They're the ones who pulled it. They didn't know they were going to pull. They it. They got a Lamborghini from whatnot for pulling it. I believe it was the promotion. You know what? If that's what they want to do, that's fine. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I would say this. 
I don't know why there's any issue at all with those guys pulling it. Like there has been so much backlash. Can't believe they rip a ton of product. Statistically, they had a decent shot of pulling it. Mm-hmm. They pulled it on a big stage. You know, it's a and it's a five million dollar card from what it sounds like. I guess How apparently, is that possible, by apparently the way? there's been some there have been some under the table type offers, maybe whatnot getting involved, maybe Golden to buy it. I haven't confirmed that. That's the number being thrown around, which is awesome. Like if you're the owner of that card, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, I three people because three people was a random team break, I believe. Three people's lives just changed because you're all getting over a million bucks. The oh. fact that it was pulled by guys who st- like I don't like those guys, but I was like, it's I really didn't have an issue. I don't know. Usually I get worked up about this stuff. I, I didn't mind this one as much. Um, I'm kind of surprised you didn't have more to say, but yeah, I, I I can be very reasonable. I was on the same page though. Like I'm known for being rational. I think a lot of people would say that. Yeah. I have a very tempered response to most things. You actually do have a tempered response when given enough time. Gum and on the desk? Not a fan of. Five million dollar card by some idiots on an app that I'm trying to compete against and destroy who are giving them. away a Lamborghini. <laughs> Good for them. Really, a lot of questions to be raised. I did think it was, and here's the other thing too. Like, people have asked, like, oh, any any ideas on giveaways on your app? Let me just let me just be as clear $3 as million day. Three million dollar Lamborghini. We're giving away a three million, right? No, $3 we're never going to give away a car. But you know why I don't care? Because we're going to give away good service. Like, I'll be honest, this is not a sales pitch, and it never will be. We're going to do things the right way on there with people who treat their community the right way, period. If you're looking for a car or something, I'll be honest with you, even if you're on our app, if somebody's giving away a car, go get in a free break and win a car. Like, I'm not stupid. <laughs> yeah, if, sure. I, if I wasn't as lazy and dumb as I am, I would have got in the free break and tried to win a Lamborghini. Like, why not? But no, that's not what we're doing. I have no interest in that at all. So I, I, no problem with those kids for pulling it, though. Again, they look like buffoons with their crop tops. Maybe that's what the 20-year-olds are rocking with these days. In the meantime, you could have been over on the Card Shop Live and gotten in on the Amelia Clark card I pulled from my last box of Pop Century. Do they have, do they have mailers with that their face on was, them like you do? Uh, oh, man. Those mailers. Here's the thing. I took. I went walked into the post office before I came here today, and I had just my arms filled with mailer, bubble mailers with my face and signature <laughs> oh on God. them. And the guy's just looking at me like, all right. And didn't really say anything, but he just smiled, and he knew that was uh, a mistake I was making. I, I did have two other quick thoughts uh, before, and then we'll get to Jeremy. So I had seen this on a—somebody must, must have written this, and then people have just kind of shared the story, because it's on three or four Instagram pages. So I don't—I I apologize for not knowing who came up with the thought originally. Uh, and it basically just said—I guess some breakers have come out and said this— NT football at 5,000 a box is garbage. Like, stay away from it. Like, I think Blez, who are always notable and loud about doing stupid stuff like this, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if they said it because they've made dumb statements like that in the past. Then I look at all the other stuff they break, and I would just love to see a comparison ROI to ROI. NT football is expensive. It is not the worst product of the year. Oh, you're not I shielding. You're like, guys who are making this big stance, like, we're protecting our room from NT football. They're probably just trading their allocation for flawless or immaculate or something else down the road. Oh, you think? Of course. Okay. Let's be honest. Like, I'm just not sure who's actually buying that line of crap that these people are trying to throw around. That was one thought. My last thought, and then we can get to Jeremy here in a minute. I would like to hear from you. Me, sports boy or Jesse? Jesse Rhodes Gibson. Oh, College educated. Big corporate job for years. Global stock market dipping. Crypto crashing. (laughs) What's the effect on the card market? Because I I came in today and told you exactly how much I was down. Let me hang on. Let me double check here. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We're into the five figures now. So that's good. We've lost another thousand since we've been talking. I am curious your thoughts on that, actually. Yeah. 
Can I point out too that I did tell you uh, a few months ago to sell, that I told you I got out of the market completely. Yeah, and you know me. I'm not out. selling. You are not right. a seller. That's true. But but a lot of people probably are. They want to be liquid. I don't. Yes. You know me. I, I'm not touching that money, especially this year. I'm not messing with it. Here's the thing: is that what's what's funny is I keep seeing so many really convincing articles that make me think I want to get into crypto and NFTs. Um, just because where the future and generate. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Remind me the crypto punk thing after. Sorry. Okay. Um. So, all that being said, if you listen to the old timers like um, uh, Warren Buffett. Yeah, like Warren Buffett, for Warren example, uh, and, and a few of the other ones, they all think that it's a joke, but they also are the old timers. They think crypto is a joke. Yeah, crypto's in NFT, basically all of that. Um, so with that being, and, I, and I'm talking about that specifically because that's the thing that's most closely related to the card market and what could be uh, the same audience, because that's what we saw in the bubble after COVID started. Um, but... It, there's also so much more money in in NFTs right now, like those very large ones, um, that I do think that we're having a much larger, broader audience in the card world than some of those NFT sales. Because the NFT sales are, I think, a, a minority, just a small fraction of guys with a ton of money Did buying and selling the, those. Did you see the crypto news, the crypto punks? Another one sold today. I saw this this morning or late last night. It sold, setting for, records. sold for like 9% of what it was sold for like two months ago. The last 10 crypto oh. punks have sold at a huge loss from their purchase prices. Oh, crypto punks. Crypto, I kept thinking of oh, uh, yeah, board crypto. apes. Yeah, sorry. What is a stupid digital picture? That's the crypto the, punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like the last 10 have took like an absolute bath compared to their recent sales. Well, it kind of goes back to the fact that a lot of people have been saying we're going, we're on the overall verge of an overall market recession. Okay. And But the only thing that, the, the hardest thing to explain about this and I don't think you should listen to me or really anybody because last time we thought everything was going down and that would mean the card market too. COVID. COVID, because we saw the market That's plummet. What I yep. We saw the uh, the uh, crypto yep. market crash and then cards spiked. Commodities went nuts. So that's, that's where it's kind of hard to say, is that going to happen again? I don't know because if you listen to Luber, he says that it wasn't because of that. He says... It was because it was already planned on the, it wasn't planned, but it was already shaping up to be a spike in the card market. It, and the fact that there was money being pumped into the economy and the fact that there was people uh, losing money in crypto and things like that had very little f- effect on the fact that the market spiked. It was just circumstances that also added to it. So all that being said. So it really is up and you feel like it's I, I feel very- like it's. Wide the open. card market, I, I would say pull out of crypto. I'd say pull out of NFTs and the market in general, at least for the next month or so. For me, for me personally, that's what I did back in January. Um, I just can't say anything about the card market. And, oh, and that's down not, another, literally another 500 right there, that, by the way. <laughs> and that's not to say because uh, <laughs> that I, I'm invested in the card market. I, I honestly have some cards that are, you know, part of my portfolio that are worth, you know, some kind of investable kind of money, like, you know, more than a few thousand dollars. But I don't know if I would ever, if I want to sell them right now, like, especially with the fact that the market's so already down. Be, hey, it, be cautious right now. Be a little, yeah, I little think you, guarded. I think you, you got to be guarded, but at the same time, watch it be the the flip side where it everybody's guarded and just explodes like last COVID. So, okay. Yeah, that it's it's a tough one. If we're talking about crypto or anything, uh, stock market or something like that, I, I'm more conservative on the card market. I'm more of like a hold. 
I think that's fair. I just want to address that briefly because obviously you have experience in the space. And for me, the only thing I would say consistently is we have the card market has shown itself over the past three years to work independently of all other markets. Like there's been times the economy's been crazy, card market's been a real lull. We've seen the exact opposite. So I just the doom and gloom guys like market, crypto's down, card market's next. I don't think they're that connected. So. Yeah, that and that I mean it kind of again, it goes back to I do think the fact that Luber took so many months to write that, and he had a lot of sources and a lot of people who backed up that material. I that's why I view that. Heard them, heard from them in a while, by the way. Yeah, they've been quiet on all fronts. I think. Um, but but that being said, uh, he he said the same thing. He thought it didn't have anything really to do with the outside market. So there you go. We'll see. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, so guys, enough financial talk. You know what we're going to do? We're going we're gonna to talk to our favorite Canadian person on the earth. That 100%. I can't think of another Canadian person I speak to. So Jeremy Lee has taken the title. Jeremy Lee, Sports Cards Live. Welcome to the show. How, How are the you, heck buddy? are you, man? I'm good, guys. Great to great to see you. Thanks for having me. I've never disliked somebody more upon meeting them first than Jeremy. He's about a <laughs> foot taller than me and does nothing but smile. You know how I feel about happiness and height. Two of my least favorite attributes of a person. That's that's why we get along so very <laughs> that's why well. We're best friends, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, I'm glad you came in. We have we we push hockey to the back burner far more than we should. Um, and you're a person who's not only a hockey guy, very knowledgeable expert in hockey, but also in the card market. So we kind of thought it was very fitting with the playoffs happening right now. How are my Bruins doing? That's the first question. Have we won the cup? Your Bruins are doing better than they are expected to do right now. They're tied two, two, and they're at best of seven series against, uh, the Carolina hurricanes. So they're actually doing pretty well. You should be pleased. Now the Nashville Predators, how are they doing? Oh, yeah, Jesse's Predators. Oof. Not so good, guys. I mean, your wow. number one goalie, UC Saros, went down with an injury in the last game of the regular season, and they are down 3 nothing to Colorado in their best of seven. So it's not looking good. And I, I went heavy on Colorado tonight for my DraftKings Daily Fantasy, so... I don't give uh, the Nashville Predators much of a hope tonight. All right. Well, this was a good interview. Jeremy, thanks, thanks, Jeremy, for coming, coming on. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I did have just a couple of quick hockey notes, and we had some questions. I just wanted to kind of get some overall card market talk with you as well. Um, have you seen the the Wayne Gretzky Shield auto that was just pulled? Yeah, yeah, a buddy of mine pulled that in uh, British Columbia. Beautiful card. So, what is, can you explain what that card? Because again, I don't. I know it's upper deck. What brand, like, what's the deal with that card? Yeah, that's from the Upper Deck Ultimate Collection, which is a high-end product. At one time, it was their highest-end product. And it's not quite as high-end as Upper Deck's The Cup, but it's, like, second tier. And that's a game-used shield, NHL shield, the one-of-one on-card autograph of the great one. So I'm very curious, like, so that is kind of the equivalent of an NFL shield or a logo man. Yeah, exactly. 
it, Wayne Gretzky, I've always said, I don't even think it's that close as the greatest team sport athlete of all time. Like you put together his resume, winning records, points, all that. But then I heard an article and they were like, this is going to sell for a fraction of what logo meant. So is that true? Is that not like a seven figure, like millions of dollars? No, it won't be millions of dollars. Honestly, that really? card, I would be surprised if it breaks six figures in sales. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's just I looked at that card, not knowing anything. And I was like, this thing, I, if you gave me again, take money out of it. If I, the LeBron triple logo, man, in that card, it is not even close. That card is so much better looking game. use shield. I've never seen a game. use shield of his. I'm sure he has some like, and you were, Jesse was just saying, he doesn't even think the LeBron's that nice looking not to bash that card. But I, that that actually blows my mind that Gretzky does not command. I thought he would be like the outlier for hockey. Yeah, I mean, he is as far as his rookie card goes and the sale of $3.75 million for one of the two PSA mm-hmm. 10s. But as far as the shields go and more limited cards, I mean, it, it, it's tough for hockey to compete with the big basketball players. You know, I, I consider Gretzky to be the, the Jordan and say uh, Sidney Crosby to be LeBron James, that sort of thing. But those guys, they just, the hockey players sell for a fraction of what the basketball players sell for, even though the cards often are, you know, as nice, if not nicer, like the comparison you just made, Mike, to that LeBron triple logo, man, which I'm not a fan of the aesthetics or the design of that card either. So this Gretzky shield that was pulled at Players' Choice in Kelowna, I think, um, you know, I think it could be somewhere north of 50 grand. I don't know that it's that would that it would sell for over 100, though. Um, Interesting. Jeremy, can we get just a little basic overview for hockey cards as far as what products, if guys aren't already into them, but they want to start, you know, investing or collecting in the hockey market, where do they go? Uh, what product would they want to start looking at? Yeah, like in basketball and football, you know, there's lots of products, but I narrow it down to three at sort of each price point. So super high end, you've got Upper Decks, the cup, which is the exquisite equivalent back in the day. Now, maybe the National Treasures equivalent. Then you've got, and that'll come with RPAs out of 99 and out of 249. So that's where you get the key RPAs every year. Okay. Then only you've got, product I've ever opened, by the way. Sorry to interrupt you. The cup, only hockey product I've ever broken. It's the best one to open. So good on you. That uh, stuff then, was ridiculous. Then you've got SP Authentic, which, you know, a lot of your listeners and viewers will know of from the old, from old upper deck basketball, football, et cetera. That still is out every year for hockey. Great product. You get the future watch auto rookies. They're out of 999 on card autographs, always a beautiful card. And then you have the, the patch equivalent or the patch parallel, the future watch auto patches out of a hundred. They sell really well as also. And then at the lower end, you've got the flagship products, upper deck series one and series two, which, which is where you got the young guns. And those are like, you know, to make mm-hmm. a comparison, they're like the, the prism rookies sort of thing. They're the cards that, oh, okay. that I call the every man's card, the real commodity card. And then one more brand I'll mention is Opeachy Platinum. So Upper Deck owns the Opeachy brand. And every year they put out the Opeachy, which is like a paper product. And then Opeachy Platinum is like the Chrome product. And it's really cool. Tons of nice parallels. And to me, that's a great sort of entry level product for anyone who's coming over from basketball or football. When you're used to Prism and all the parallels, Opeachy Platinum is a great product. And the, you know, you've got the gold size mix of the Gretzky's, the McDavid's that sell for really good money. So that would be my simple overview, Jesse. Is there a, so we notice sometimes there are certain grading companies that you throw, you know, your baseball at or your basketball and they do a little bit better. You know, SGC may has started to pull away in some places um, where BGS has fallen behind. Is there a place where guys usually send hockey cards to? Yeah, I think it's the same as the other sports. It's really, 
it really just comes down to what everybody in the hobby prefers for grading companies. And, you know, PSA kind of leads the way Beckett, I would say is sort of kind of comes in second place. And then you're going to have many fewer cards going over to SGC and CSG at this point in time. There are a couple of Canadian grading companies. Uh, there's KSA and MNT that have nice little slices of the market up here. But when it comes to resale value, I mean, we are, even though we're in Canada, which is obviously a different country, we're basically an extension of the U.S. for a lot of, you know, as far as sports cards goes. And so I would say that, um, you know, people are going to want to send their cards to PSA and BGS. When, whenever there's the big card shows up here, the Expo in Toronto that's coming up at the beginning of June, everyone's always asking, is PSA going to be there? Is BGS going to be there? Are they going to be taking submissions? So that's okay. what people want. So in the product right now, what are the guys, what, who are the rookies to go after? Like the hottest ones? Yeah, like in Minnesota, you've got this player named Kirill Kaprizov. He's, uh, he's been amazing. Uh, the, you know, he's a bit of an older rookie, but he's, he's somebody who's really turning it on. He, I think he finished top five in scoring this year, had over 100 points on the season, which is rare. I mean, in the past five, six years, in the NHL, we've been lucky to have one hundred point player. This year, I think we had, uh, I think we had six or eight of them. So that wow. was really cool. How many? T- I'm just trying to think how many times Gretzky had two hundred points. He do it like six times or something ridiculous. I think I think it was he had two fifteen. He had two twelve. I think he had two hundred five. Wow. At least three, maybe okay. four. Yeah. Actually, let me ask you a question then about this Capri- Kaprizov. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay, because we got one specific question actually from our buddy Matt. Um, he says he has his base Young Guns card. If he wanted to upgrade to an RPA, best product to do so. So it sounds like the cup is pr- yeah. cup is top of the line. Cup is like your equivalent. Because another product, another question rather was like, what's the equivalent to enter your flawless? The cup is is the real deal. Cup and ultimate collection. Yeah, exactly. The cup okay. for sure. It's the cup for sure, guys. And as far as like uh, getting a Caprizov. RPA, they're not even out yet. The cup hasn't come out yet oh, for okay. his rookie year. So gotcha. it's it's late, like everything. It'll come out in due course. And uh, so that's one. I mean, there's other there are other rookies in that class. You've got Cole Caulfield from the Montreal Canadiens, who's, who's really good. You've got Trevor Zegras on the Anaheim Ducks, who he's made the highlight reel recently for some really cool stick worth work, basically scoring goals from behind the net. Uh, by lifting the having the, the puck on his stick, lifting over the net and tucking it in from behind. Oh, I saw a play. Yeah, I saw that actually, or at least him do that once. It was really amazing. I didn't even yeah. know that was allowed. I thought that was like Mighty Ducks style moves, like the knuckle puck. Anaheim Ducks, not Mighty Ducks. <laughs> That's the <laughs> same thing in my mind. Yeah. Um, okay, so then that those are some of the rookies. Any sleepers? Any guys you think are hot that uh, may be coming up? As far as you know, maybe they're not already getting the press. There are a couple of guys, you know, it's so, uh, it really depends too on where they play, what market they're in, right? Because you could be a great player on a, on a, on a bad, in a bad market and not get the love that you deserve. But if these players ever move, you could see values, uh, change quite a bit. The Carolina hurricanes have two really good young players, Sebastian Ajo and, uh, Evgeny Svechnikov. These are two excellent players. They're getting lots of points in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, if they were to play for the Rangers or the LA Kings or the, or Toronto Maple Leafs, one of those teams, the Detroit Red Wings, any original six team, uh, you would see their values increase, even though they're even being Carolina, they're doing all right. 
you know, this is no surprise. Obviously, Connor McDavid leads the pack in hockey. He's the best player in the world. You've got Austin Matthews in Toronto along with Mitch Marner. These are two excellent players, young players with great careers ahead of them. And then you guys might remember Alexi Lafreniere, who was the big rookie in Upper Deck Series 1 last year mm-hmm. that everybody was mm-hmm. chasing, but he kind of stumbled out of the gate. And he, ha- he ended up having, I think, 19 goals this past year. But something to note when it comes to hockey, a lot, you know, it's different sometimes in basketball or football where these guys go to college for a few years. They're more mature when they enter the professional leagues. They might be 22, 23 years old. In hockey, these guys are 18 years old. So it can take them longer to catch up and playing with the with bigger men and more experience. So a guy like Lafreniere, even though he might feel like, like he's a bit of a bomb right now, um, he could he could come back and really turn into something down the road. I'm not saying to invest money in him. I'm just saying I wouldn't give up on him quite yet, a guy like that. Now, you brought up an interesting point too, Jeremy. So uh, you're saying market, like the actual location team market has a lot to do with what we see in the hobby for these guys. Like the smaller market guys, they may play well, but they just may not sell as well because of where they're at. Right. Okay, because that's a lot like base. I find that to be a lot like baseball. Few exceptions. I was just. It's interesting you say that because... That used to be the case with football and basketball. Now that's totally upside down. You know, like Zion plays for New Orleans, Jaws in Memphis. You know, you've got even Luca. Like Dallas is not that type of a market for the hobby, at least. And I find the same thing in football. You know, Trevor Lawrence going to the Jags, but selling to. So that's interesting. So hockey kind of, and I, I didn't realize that either, that there was not really a, um, I was trying to think like a, like a triple A scenario there. These kids are just thrown right in. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mentioned just before the original six teams, so that would be mm-hmm. Toronto, Montreal, Detroit, Chicago, uh, the Rangers and Boston, you know, any, yeah, yeah, you know, any, <laughs> you know, players on those teams typically will sell better. If you take the same player, you know, it's a reverse situation here with Austin Matthews, who is he's American born. He play, plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but he's he's from Arizona. If he went and played for the Arizona Coyotes, his cards, I don't think, would be worth nearly as much as they are because he plays in Toronto, which is the hobby hotbed of, of the whole league, if not the world, right? So, hmm. you know, that's a bit of a reverse situation, but you could take some players who play in not as popular markets, like uh, those guys, the two guys I mentioned from Carolina originally, a little bit before even the guys in Tampa Bay, look, Tampa Bay lightning have won back-to-back Stanley cups. This is a great team. It's stacked with stars with Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Victor Hedman. These are, these are hall of famers in the making. And they have had, you know, Steven Stamkos was a, was a hobby darling for many years in Tampa Bay, but he's now, you know, you've got Kucherov there. You've got other players who have kind of taken that, uh, that shine away from him. And I wonder if a guy like that went to play for the Rangers or the LA Kings or the Toronto Maple Leafs, if his, if his cards would be worth significantly more. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, the, I think, you know, what you're, what you've noticed there, Mike, is that is correct. I will say one more thing in that, you know, while in football and you're noticing with like Trevor Lawrence and Zion playing in these, these uh, secondary markets, their cards are still doing really well in hockey. Things usually kind of follow what happens in the other sports. So I can hmm. see that effect sort of coming into hockey as well, where the hobby might not care so much about the market as time goes by. Fun Tampa Bay story for you, Jeremy. And for you, Jesse, you've not heard this. Oh. My brother worked for the Tampa Bay Lightning the year they won when it was Vincent LeCavalier and, and Martin St. Louis. So 2004. 2004. Solid. So I was a senior in high school, 
He comes home from the that whole run. I think he only worked for the team the year before and then that year. That was his last year. Comes home and gives me a, a pair of game worn uh, St. Louis gloves. And wow. they were, and I was playing hockey. Actually, I forgot about this. I was playing hockey and like with a bunch of my buddies, we rented ice every Friday night. And my brother-in-law, Nate, needed gloves. I was like, oh, I've got an extra pair of gloves. I was not in the hobby anymore at that point. And like a dummy, I need to call Nate. I want to know where those gloves where are. Where are the gloves? I forgot about that. Yeah, he was. A, we all Dude. became big Tampa Bay fans <laughs> just because of that. But and That's he's insane. A, Martin St. Louis is a Hall of Famer now. And now he's the coach of the Montreal Canadiens, which is, keeps him very relevant. And I just liked him because he was a little dude. Like, he was a little speedster. <laughs> I loved him. I liked watching him and Vincent play. Um, let me let me switch it up for you just a second then, too. Because I know, like, just because I know you a little bit off off camera, you know, like, the, the older stuff is kind of your in your wheelhouse. The inserts, the, like, the older, like, I've seen your some of your collection that you've shown off. I'm very curious. With basketball, we saw this trend go crazy where, hey, Zion is the new flavor of the week. But he's never going to be, probably never going to be as good as, um, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Hakeem Olajuwon, any of those Hall of Famers from the 80s, 90s. So their stuff went crazy. And hey, a prism blue number to 20 is awesome. But yeah, I'd rather have a 1993 finest refractor. And we saw like that refractor market and stuff, and especially in basketball and football. What's kind of like the state of the hobby market like from, from that era? Has that had a similar effect or has it not hit yet? Um, I think it's so, it's sort of hit. I mean, you know, hockey is... It, it really centers around fewer players. I would say, listen, we have, we have team collectors. We have player collectors. Almost every player has a collector or two uh, that, that pursues their cards. But when you kind of, you know, zoom out, look more macro, it comes down to, and especially when you're looking at people and collectors who are not typically hockey collectors. So, you know, what we've seen over the last year or so with many more people coming into hockey you know, they're focusing on Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, and, and pretty much that, that's it, Austin Matthews to a degree. So, you know, pe- that's what people are focusing on. That's what they like. As far as some of the younger players um, who, you know, get hyped at the beginning, but may not turn into the legends that they, that like you were mentioning, um, it's, it's very similar guys. Like, People always want to chase the flavor of the month, the current rookie, who's going to be there because they're, they're, they're prospecting. They're speculating that these cards are going to go up in value to a, to a large degree. A great case study was Alexi Lafreniere. When he came out before his cards were even out, they were pre-selling the young guns were pre-selling for like $400. And if you were to compare that price point to what you, to, to what other players who are, who have careers under their belts, maybe Stanley cup champions under their belts. And, uh, and you could buy some of their rookie cards for $90, $120. bucks. It, it never made sense to me that Lafreniere was selling for so much. Now, I haven't checked in a while, but I'm guessing you can get his young gun for $80, bucks, maybe $90. So it's come right down. So it's very similar in that um, people will, will, will compete to buy, to stock up on all these young players because they want to see them go up in value. But as soon as that season starts... And they get some games under their belt. If they don't perform, those card values can tank pretty quick. I'm surprised that that Zion Williamson's card values maintained the levels that they did throughout his his absence from from the league. So it's insane. It really is wild how that kid has done. Um, yeah, I agree hope. with you. Yeah, I mean, I guess, and that's what it is. Some people just don't want to give up in their money. But yeah, from from an on court perspective, what his stuff say? Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Um, should we do some mailbag? I was going to say we've got a number of mailbag questions for Jeremy. 
Yeah, I, and let me ask you one more question before we get to them because we knocked out a few already. Uh, in terms of like your like, what is your go to stuff in hockey? What do you, what do you like? What do you collect? Like, what's your what's your passion in hockey? He's smiling, yeah, this, folks. He cannot see this. <laughs> this is a podcast only. He is smiling big. There's that smile I was talking about. <laughs> this is not a short answer, guys, but let me try to. So I collect, like when people ask me, what do you collect? I say, you know, I collect 1888 to 2022 and I collect all sports, not just hockey. Uh, hockey is my, my number one, but I collect all sports. As far as hockey goes, though, you know, Hall of Fame rookies going back to the first set of hockey cards, 1910. Um, I'm pretty, I'm, pr- you know, I'm, I have a pretty comprehensive collection of, of that. There's not many guys I still need or, or would be pursuing. Um, and then, you know, uh, back in about 2017, after my my Hall of Fame rookie collection was starting to fill out, I I, I moved over to, to inserts, rare inserts from both the 90s and the 2010s. You know, basketball, football were spoiled in that second half of the 90s. I called like the creative era yep. when, mm-hmm. when Gene McLeod and Arena Design started making cards for Skybox and Fleer. You had all these amazing cards in, in the other three sports, the other three major sports and hockey didn't have a lot of those great cards back then they had some. So I started picking up a lot of, uh, Michael Jordan's from that second half of the nineties, a few Shaquille O'Neal's. And then I got into the hockey inserts as well. Some in the nineties, but in hockey, you have to remember that, um, that upper deck had a license to produce Fleer Retro in 2012, whereas basketball and football were not licensed in 2012. And that's oh, when okay. hockey saw its first PMGs and Intimidation Nations and Noise Boys and Hot Shots, all these awesome cards. Some oh, additional- that was 2012, though? The Fleer Retro, that was 2012. Jambalayas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, so, okay. So 2012 to 2016, you have Fleer, you have Upper Deck making FLIR products, and we're getting all these awesome inserts that were throwbacks to what we what basketball, baseball, football had in the late 90s. So I'm I focus hard on 2012 to 16 inserts in hockey. I want to mention too, there was a brand called, I think it was called EX that came out in 2008 hockey that also had jambalayas and essential credentials. So 08, some 09, and then 12 to 16 is where you find the real, real good stuff, the stuff that I'm really focusing on right now. That's why I didn't realize there was like a 20 year gap there between them getting the flair. I, I don't know why. I just assumed they had it in the nineties when, when they were doing it. Okay. Well, they did. No, Mike, they did. You, there were, there were, there were flair product. There was a flair metal product in 96 and 97 hockey, but they didn't have the same inserts that came oh, in basketball. Right. That was the, so that, you had the PMGs was, in basketball mid nineties. You didn't get them till almost 20 years later. And yeah, that's 15, why, okay. Boom, I didn't realize yeah, that. Exactly. So, with you being a collector for so long, you your collection must have some serious value because the spike in value on hockey cards, I'm looking at like card ladders index um, and just the valuation from the early or mid 2020 to now has gone up. I think it was like 250% or something like that. Uh, is Would you say you are doing okay when it comes to your valuation in hockey right now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been, I've been collecting like hardcore for 40 years now. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, you know, not only my hockey cards, but my other cards, I picked up my Mickey Mantle 51 Bowman in a PSA six in 2007. I believe it was, I picked up my Michael Jordan 86 Fleer PSA nine at the Chicago national in 2008 for a thousand bucks. So, you know, I, I've got okay. tons of stories like that. Um, yeah, awesome. my, my collection has some good value to it. Uh, but it's funny because 
you know, it's not like it's money in the bank. It's not like I can go spend it. I'm sure. not, I have, I have, I have pretty solid diamond hands when it comes to a lot of my cards. Uh, so it's, okay. it's, it's, it's all locked up in cardboard, which is right where I want it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> actually, that's one thing we did talk about before too. I was on Jeremy's show la- uh, a week ago, Saturday. Mm-hmm. He is way more bullish on the market than I am. The call, like in terms of like where he's at with the market than me. You know, I'm super conservative. Like, because mm-hmm. there was a question. My favorite question. Well, not my favorite. Well, some guy really ripped me, which I thought that was the best question that. of the night. Yep. But somebody asked Jeremy's like, I have 15 percent of my. I forget how he phrased it, like net worth or whatever in cards. Jeremy, like at the same time. Too high, too low. Me and Jeremy were like totally opposite ends of the spectrum, which I thought was cool. So too low. Okay, I like that. What What would you say is a good uh, allocation? Me, oh, for for ninety nine percent. I mean, look, I'm I'm probably my. If I were to look at my net worth and calculate how much of that is in cardboard, um, it's high, high, way higher than fifteen percent, which is what a lot of people advise for. I would say mm-hmm. it's closer to like eighty for me, something like that. But wow. don't rem- but remember, I didn't invest eighty percent of my net worth in it. Sure, it has, it has risen to that organically just by the mar- just via the market growth in our hobby. So, by the way, that's a great example too for guys because that is one thing too, and we get blamed for this too. Like, oh, and some of it's because we have to, right? Like, people want to know the real relevant. Who do I like? Oh, Earlier in the segment today, I was like, hey, if you want to chase quick money, I think you can get James Harden right now. Ten days later, I think you could do okay. But like, if you wanted to buy Jokic stuff. Guy just won his second MVP. He's 27. Like, I consider that, if you love the guy, great. Don't ever sell it. But I also consider that the type of thing in 10 years. It's like, man, this guy's become an all-time great. I think you're a great story of you don't need to be in the game to buy and sell and flip immediately on everything. If you just collect and are patient, you can do pretty well, too. And I know that wasn't probably your intent. Like, hey, I want to amass money in cards. But again, I, I, we don't talk about the collector aspect enough. And I do think that's an important thing to note. Like, guys who have just been collectors, if you look at guys who have been doing it long enough like yourself, they didn't need to flip. And guess what? They're probably doing a lot better in terms of return than any of the flippers in the market right now. So I do think that's a cool side of the story, too. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think you're right. All right, so let, let's hit a few of these questions from guys. Uh, Grant Thompson wanted to know, love sports cards live podcast, he says. Looking to purchase a Young Guns rookie card, which of these three do you think will be the best investment? Caprizov, uh, Canfield, or Zegris? Caprizov, Caulfield, or Zegris? I would have to listen. That's a, that's a tough one. I, I think you're going to... It's going to be between Kaprizov and Caulfield. I don't think it'll be Zegris. Kaprizov, listen, right now, he's turning into a superstar. Um, but he's Russian. And that just that has an impact in hockey, unless your name is Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, Caulfield plays for the Montreal Canadiens. You'd like him, Mike. He's more of that Martin St. Louis stature. And actually, a big, a Little big guy. benefit to Caulfield's <laughs> game happened when Martin St. Louis became the, cap, the, the, the coach there. Uh, hmm. So... You know, it'd be between those two. If I was looking to invest right now between those two guys, it'd be hard not to take Kaprizov just because he's doing so well right now. But I might, I might just, uh, you know, kind of hedge my bets and, and take both of those guys. Hey, okay. let me throw a couple of these questions in at once because some of them are the same. I, I, and again, I'm kind of clueless. Based on the questions alone, it almost appears like in the hockey market, defensemen are kind of like the pitchers yeah. or the. Uh, running backs uh, is is the defensemen just not get traditionally get love exactly in the hobby at least 
No, okay. you're, you're bang on there, Mike. Traditionally, defensemen do not get that much love. There are a couple of examples, but they are few and far between. Bobby Orr, one of the best ever to lace them up, play hockey, is an all-time great. He, he's a Mount Rushmore player, Boston Bruin. Great. Mike, pump that <laughs> Thank fist, you, sir. you bet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but right now, ahead, guys, I want to mention, there's, there's one guy in particular who I think can have, a, who, who can kind of follow that same path as Bobby Orr and become a hobby darling. That is Kale McCarr of the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, this guy just broke the Avalanche all-time record for most points by a defenseman, and he did it at game 72 out of 82, I believe. He also uh, had the most points per game of any defenseman since 1996. So, wow. I mean, Kale McCarr is a player very worthy of looking at closely. And I've always believed that that defensemen are under love. They they don't get some of the love that they deserve in the hobby because some of them can be great players. Victor Hedman in Tampa Bay is a great example, an offensive defenseman. So if you are looking at defensemen, look for the offensive guys. Hedman and McCarr lead that pack along with Adam Fox on the New York Rangers. Funny, those are two of the guys mentioned twice, McCarr and Fox. Um, question for you that I've, I'm actually wondering myself because I noticed this in Target and Walmart around here. Um, Maddie Jolly says, Hockey retail is the one thing that is consistently on the shelves at a good price. Does that indicate that hockey retail isn't a good investment or is it just undervalued? I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm not a retail guy. I don't open, buy, flip, break retail product. Not, not that I have anything against retail product. I just, it's, it has never been my thing. You always got better hits in the, in the hobby boxes. So I always stayed away from retail. I think what it really has to do with is that we're talking about different manufacturers. You got upper deck with hockey versus Panini with basketball and football. So I also think part of it is that it just doesn't have the same market demand in, you know, in the U S that mm -hmm. basketball and football have. That's why you see a city on the shelves for longer. I, I think that's what it is. Is it ever the opposite in a Canadian Walmart or whatever, where you go in and there's basketball and football left and all the hockey sold out? I mean, it could I'd love you, to hear that. Yeah. That's a, you know, you'd expect that, right, Jesse. But to be honest, the, you know, Canada, like I said, we're basically just a bit of an extension of the U S when it comes to the hobby. And the, there are collectors up here. There are retail hounds up here that are waiting outside Walmarts as well, just like down there <laughs> for the product to come. And the odd time we get some, basketball panini product up here it gets snapped up right away so i think gotcha. it's yeah it's very similar to what you see in the u.s actually so the rest of these questions we kind of already hit in the conversation i, I had a couple questions just from from a personal standpoint um i've actually i had a buddy reach out to me randomly enough like two weeks ago and he's a hey a huge hockey fan and he's, he's in the cards as well but he was like you know the hockey vintage market if it's not named wayne or bobby He's like, it's amazing to see some of these all-time greats whose rookie cards, again, and, he, and he's saying relative to, you know, other sports, seems like it's just very undervalued. What are your kind of thoughts on the vintage hockey market? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I do think that vintage hockey is undervalued. L listen, I mean, up here in Canada, hockey has the same status as baseball does in the U.S. It's our national pastime. It's what everybody collects. You can go to the Toronto Expo in four weeks from now, and you're going to see a ton of basketball, ton of football. You'll see F1, soccer, all, you know, wrestling, baseball. You'll see, you'll see it all. But hockey is number one up here. And it seems like a lot of our 
you know, top end Hall of Famers, you know, that aren't named, like you said, Gretzky or or uh, even you've got Gordy Howe, you've got Bobby Hall, and then you've got a bunch of other guys that kind of rank just below that. You've got, you know, Jock Plot, Rock, Maurice Rocket, Richard, Stan Makita, um, you know, the Gila Fleur, Mike Bossy, Mario Lemieux, all these, all these amazing players. And listen, their their cards do sell for decent money, a lot more money than they sold for five years ago. And they might be comparable to some of the second tier Hall of Fame baseball players as well. You can't really look at basketball because there were no cards. There are very mm-hmm. few vintage basketball right. sets. But I do believe there is there is value in vintage hockey right now. And I mean, I, I you know, you watch the sport. It's exciting to watch. There's so much excitement in hockey. And uh, I think it just it's just a matter of time before it catches on further in the U.S. and then has that potential to appreciate in value. So I guess my last question then, too, just kind of touching on the market in general, I keep hearing from our Canadian guys like, hey, the market up here. Yeah, we're a little bit behind the U.S. with this whole boom in sports. But like from all we hear up there, we're having more shows in Canada now. There's more interest. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're seeing as well? Like, Is the hobby itself still pacing pretty well in Canada right now? 100% 100% man 100% nice. like I was at the Edmonton Expo which is a secondary expo from the Toronto show he had the first one just about three weeks ago and it was a madhouse in there Friday Mike Friday night Friday at the show um, I did I think 57 deals on Friday alone I averaged <laughs> a deal every six minutes at my booth I was set up buying and selling Dang. singles it was wow. so busy in there I had on Friday, that show, I think I had the best single day at a card show I had ever had. And I've been setting up at the Toronto Expo for over 15 years. I set up at the National between 2006 and like 2017. And this was the best single day I think I ever had. Saturday, very bit. Sunday was, was actually Easter. And I thought that it was going to be dead in there. I was wrong. People were out in droves, even on Sunday. You know, it slowed down Man. about three o'clock like it always does. But the hobby is hopping up here. No doubt about that's it. That's awesome. I love to hear that. Yeah, that's great to hear. So, Jeremy, appreciate you t- coming on, taking the time. Uh, where can guys find your other content? Because I, I I know you're all over the place. So where is the best place to find you uh, in, in in the hobby for content? In the hobby. I, I, had a good, I had a good content ending, and I started yapping. No, no, no. It was fine. Don't, 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 don't beat yourself up. Don't patronize me, Jeremy. Where can guys <laughs> find you, uh, Jeremy? <laughs> I can be found. I'm on Instagram at jlee underscore sportscardslive. Uh, YouTube, my YouTube channel is called Sports Cards Live. I stream every Saturday night. Had you on a couple weeks ago, Mike. Thanks for joining me. You were and uh, Twitter at Sports Cards Liv One. Uh, that those are the best places to find me. I tried my best. Jeremy reminded me. I, Jeremy does long form interviews, which mm-hmm. I actually ended up having a good time on it. We were we were live for like an hour and a half. I feel like that Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, listen. Just don't interrupt. Like I, and that's why I didn't want to bring this up till now because this would have derailed the whole interview. It would have been you and Jesse becoming best friends. Oh, but it's true. I did. I came into this mentally like, you know what? I'm going to try to not interrupt. I thought you did fantastic. For me, this was an A. For a normal person without ADD who's sucking down <laughs> monsters, it was a D minus. But I thought I did great. So listen, Jeremy, thank you so much. Really yeah, appreciate, appreciate it, man. Thanks for jumping on. Thank you guys for having me. This is great. Glad to bring some hockey talk to your audience, and uh, you do a great job. Keep it up, fellas. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. 
But a box fan, happily yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations at Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. So there you go. I don't want to hear any more criticism. We don't talk hockey. We'll have Jeremy back again as well. I think we are going to have pretty soon. And I don't want to be the show is not all about the app now that we it's out there. But I do just want to mention that uh, the fact that it is only available in the U.S. and Canada. There is some uh, push for hockey cards on there. So if way anybody's more than I thought there, which be. is weird. Why is everybody? Why is people who are people pushing for that? It doesn't matter. We are, are. going to we will have that on there very soon. One of the biggest cards, one of my biggest white whale cards I'm still chasing, by the way, is a Bobby Orr rookie card. So You guys heard it. If anybody wants to sell one, right, you got We don't have her. a ton of time left. We do need to hit releases because Wednesday's a huge day. Are yeah. you ready to talk those four? Can you pull that I've up? got... Uh, yeah, on the screen, see. bro. Um, four, four releases this week. Let me just run through them real quick, then we'll go back individually for Jess. So two baseball. We've got 2022 Tribute Baseball, 2022 Diamond Kings Baseball. Could not be more opposite, by the way. One is tops and licensed. One is mm-hmm. Canadian, not licensed. One crazy expensive. The other one's very, very cheap. Actually like both for what they are, perspective to the respective... Respective perspective. That's the word. That's it. You nailed it. Take heated of. <laughs> heated. <laughs> Take heated. <laughs> If you like the high-end chase, the nice on-card autos, but it is a chase, I think Tribute's solid. If you want to go low-end, cool card design, like nice portrait cards, different. The one thing nice that is with Diamond Kings this year, Wander has his rookie autos throughout the entire set, which is great. So that's awesome. Um, but I, I like both. Jesse's pulling up pricing right now. We'll throw you that here in just a second. So 2022 Tribute Blowout Hobby Box. Just... Well, blow it's the name of the distributor. Oh, I'm sorry. Not blow yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So there you go. So four. To, so again, these are going to run you about $400 a box. Sorry, our screen's dancing a little bit on us. Six packs per box, three cards per box. Scroll down just a little bit. I think it's three autos and three patches, if I'm not mistaken. Right here. Three autographs yes. and three relic cards. Yeah. So again, it's expensive. Cool chase. But if you're looking for high end, there's your high end. 2022 Diamond Kings, just the opposite. I'm going to guess it's... I don't know, maybe a hundred a box, maybe a little bit more. It's like $90 a box. Yeah. 90 bucks a box. You get one autograph, one memorabilia, two gray frame parallels. One, does it say plum framed? It does say plum framed. A plum. Again, the nice thing this year is, well, again, aside from the fact that it's cheap, the vet list is always solid, including like some big time hall of famers, like mantle bat cards, different things like that. I think wander helps you there. You start pulling the wander parallels they are going to sell well uh, and wander Inc. Okay. And it's cheap. I guarantee you can get this from Breakers and other guys for 70 to 80 bucks. Oh, that's cheap. Yeah. I just think it's cool. Um, two others real quick. 2021, which I thought this was wrong, but it is 2021, I believe. Uh, F1 Dynasty. So it's Topps Dynasty F1. Yeah, I pulled it up. Let me check uh, where I was looking. It was sold out. Let me check another spot real quick. Uh, but it is 2021. Crown. Oh, it is. Okay. So it's a year behind. Because last year's when they came out was 2020. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was also a sale, by the way. I think it was the Max Verstappen. Oh, yeah. Max sent uh, us a picture. No, 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 it wasn't Max Verstappen. It's uh, someone else 
that neither of us had heard of, but he's on the show. This show? No, no. <laughs> he's on the, the Netflix show, bro. Oh, here you go. The 2020 Topps Dynasty Formula One, Charles Leclerc, one of one Ferrari Relic Auto, sold on eBay for $80,100. Sounds cheap. Sounds I, like a good. I, I don't, and you know what's interesting about this year? I don't even know. I, I don't even have a guess as to what this stuff sells for, which apparently neither one of us do. Well, we so the only thing, yeah, the only thing I can find is this case uh, for $4,900 for five boxes. boxes. Oh, so under a thousand, so 800, 900 bucks a box yeah. in that range. You get one in case patch auto. I mean, I guess they're going to sell well. I'm very curious with second year F1 stuff in general. Yeah. I just don't know how it's going to sell compared to the first year. But again, if you're looking to chase something crazy high end, I mean, that's, that seems like the product. Again, we're not crazy knowledgeable in it, so we're not going to spend a ton of time. Last one though, by the way, these are all on Wednesday and we'll have multiple breakers with all of these for sale on the Card Shop Live app. Last one. I keep running out of breath. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you? How's your heart feeling right now? I've been drinking a lot of that monster. Better than yours. How much did you binge today? <laughs> Went heavy today. Threw around quite a bit of weight. No Was it 270 pounds? Don't insult me. <laughs> it was 265. <laughs> How dare you? For reps, okay? What did you do today? I walked up you and down up, some hills. Woke up. Biggest like, <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> You're I doing got, good with I your working out, sweaty. bro. You're doing well, great. We haven't talked about that, and I don't want to. Good. 2021, 2022 <laughs> crown Royal basketball. So that is this year's stuff pro uniform. Obviously you've got monster stuff. And the nice thing is everybody signed all the rookies. You've got the monster silhouette patches, patch autos. What are we looking at for like pricing box breakdown ish? Looks like there's a range somewhere between 600, 600 and 750, but yeah, as Six low as 600. 600. Okay. So $600 roughly, uh, you have the deets on the box, please. Let me give you those deets, my friend. Probably going to want to go to that other link. Uh, the other link will give us more deets. Actually, I have it right here. Go ahead and throw. You're doing. A, you know, what I haven't said yet. Don't. You're say doing it, a great someone job. Someone said not to do that. You're doing. There you so go. Great. So per box, one auto, one memorabilia, two inserts or parallels. Uh, is it the kaboom? Click on the pictures at the bottom. I think kaboom. Looks are like in, it. Yep. Yeah, the kabooms are in these. Click on all of them. So there's your kaboom, which you're going to sell for massive money. There's your silhouette patch autos. Those prime ones sell mm -hmm. for crazy money. Those are some of the nicest oh, really? patch autos of the year. Oh, I love that. Yep. You got your die cuts, all the numbered stuff. Again, expensive, but it's a nice product. So, what is a snow globe? This I haven't seen it's a this die one. cut insert. It's awesome. It, Crown oh. Royal gets so overlooked because it comes out early, oh. and then a bunch of stuff comes out after it, and everybody's paying attention to flawless and all this other stuff. Oh, it just gets buried or something. Crown Royal is stupid nice. If Jeff from Panini's listening, I would love for you to throw us a box of this so we could rip it for is the audience. Crown Royal like is there because there's the alcohol called Crown Royal. Is there any connection? Is that just a they, coincidence? Panini owns them both. Really? I've been told so. Wow. All of that drops on Wednesday. Like I said, that'll be all over the app. Um, we could be done, right? Have we gone long enough? I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> We've gone pretty long. I wouldn't mind just, let me just look at the mailbag real quick. Good news. I've actually already looked at the mailbag. I know. Can and I, we covered most of them, but the well, only thing. Somebody said you guys should be screening these questions you, so we don't have the awkward silences, which I agreed. Wait a second. Does anybody hear an echo in here? Do you not remember you already said this? I know. I'm just re Sometimes you don't listen. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure. You Because you're busy doing stuff. It's not a knock. And I do a oh lot of talk, God. a lot of yapping. You, if you've noticed, you reiterated a negative thing about I've, me. I've worked a lot of these things into the questions. And you know what you've noticed is that you've never given any credit to the people who asked those questions. They don't They're asking questions. No, in a that's Facebook why group. you don't do mailbag. Sean Cooper had a nice question though. Oh, you like really? what I did there? Well, yeah, I love it. When would I, I actually did like this question? When would you advi advise buying an SGC nine five or ten compared to buying a PSA ten? When price comes into play, Sean. 
That is a, a very simple and generic answer. But like, first of all, if you're looking for the equivalent, a gem mint of both would be an SGC 10 and a PSA 10. But you know, there are plenty of nine fives. And if you can get a deal, if you see a big discrepancy in price, and especially if you're PCing the card, I think that is the smartest play in the world. That's what I did with the Otani and the SGC. Yeah, it was SGC so much under, it was so undersold or underpriced there. Absolutely. I think it's a great thing to do. So I think especially for PC stuff, Mr. Cooper, now I'm giving credit too much. So much, too um, much. And the next question, then I'll let you have it because these were the two that stood out to me. Go. Max Nolan, I'm about to invest $1,000 into my vault for a long-term slash permanent hold. Uh, a Hall of Famer, cemented legacy, blue chip, whatever. Point me in the right direction, please. Does it matter to you that this man is from England? Will that change your answer? I don't discriminate, unlike some people. In the <laughs> You've made comments about Englanders. <laughs> what have I ever said about an England? <laughs> You've made your comments. Oh, okay, go. Uh, this is a boring, boring take, Max. I've said it to me right now, there are three guys who are all-time Mount Rushmore-type guys, actually four, that I think are criminally undervalued. Okay. Uh, and that's the ones I'm holding, by the way. I have every one of these guys in my collection. Jim Brown. So, again, he's talking about 1000 bucks. You can buy a... P Pull it up on card letter, if you would. 1958 Jim Brown. Maybe like a two or a three. Jesse's going to look that up. But his 58 rookie, I would, I would buy... That, to me, is a great value. Um, and again, all these guys are living still, the, the death bump, whatever. No, we're not saying that. Willie Mays, I have been pushing hard, and that's why I bought his rookies. But his pricing is actually up quite a bit. So I'm not as high on Willie Mays as I used to be. Okay, by the way, for the 58 Jim Brown, go to like a PSA 2. Oh, you can get a, you can get a really nice... I bet you could get the nicest centered, best-looking PSA 2 Jim Brown for under 1000 bucks. I love that card for the value. The it's 19 jumped. Uh, oh, well, this is a few bet. Yeah, yeah, back in August it, it jumped, but yeah, which everything did. Then uh, the 1969 Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the tall boy rookie, I think is a great buy. He's an all-time great. I think he's the second or third best basketball player of all time. That card is criminally undervalued, and I would say either the 57 Bill Russell rookie, if you can't afford that because a thousand's tough. The 61. Bill Russell, when it's the split card, it's the headshot, not the inaction. I think those are some of the safest plays if you're looking for a card to just throw in a vault and forget about. The PSA 1, the fact that there are PSA 1s is just funny, but 130 pop count selling for $727. I mean, at that point, PSA 1 and PSA 2, does it really even matter? Yeah, because like, at this point, you're looking for the most centered, the most yeah. the cleanest front of a card, I would say. Like, okay. what one appears the best? I feel like those prices could be pretty close to each other, though, and it looks like they are. Yeah, I just to, to me, that's just a card in general, I think, is just an awesome buy. Because, I, I, by the way, I'm looking up to Kareem right now. You can get a Kareem PSA 3, maybe even a PSA 4 in that 1,000 to 1,100 range. A, a PSA 4 right now is averaging 1,175. Wow. So, Max, come up with another 200 bucks, buy a PSA 4 Kareem. Um, okay. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and call it there. We're almost at uh, a little over an hour 10. So we will be, we're, gonna, we're going to pick our, our Fenway card shop winners today. Uh, we will do that. We will be in Boston at the show mm -hmm. in Fenway Park Saturday. Probably not Sunday. Probably just spending the day Saturday. Maybe some of the after hour stuff with the big night guys. Mm -hmm. uh, that Chris Costa and big night uh, breaks are the ones throwing that show. It's going to be an awesome time in the park. It's going to be great. So we're looking forward to that. We fly in Friday. <sighs> You're out of breath again. I'm concerned. Very excited today. We're going to go ahead and call it. Guys, thank you so much. Mike, go ahead and hit him with the outro. We have an outro. With the words that you say. I feel like there's something else. Uh, oh, the next show, we're going to have to switch up timing a little bit because I uh, travel we haven't talked to Thursday. Mike. Yeah, we'll talk to Mike about that. We'll talk to Mike that. off air. Other Mike off air. Yeah. 
But well, the, the people will still Celtics, hear it about the same time. The Celtics need to win tonight. I'm going to tell <laughs> you that right now. All right, Celtics that's your don't show. Win tonight, I may not show up to work. Thanks to the Ringer, powered by Spotify. I'll take care of it. Sports <laughs> cards nonsense. Brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. By the way, do you ever think this is ridiculous? <laughs> oh at the end of the show, we do this. I don't think so because they deserve a shout out. They're the ones paying the bills. Found you though. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is available. However, uh, but, you found it today. But find, but, but find especially it on Spotify because Spotify, yeah. Spotify is better than anything else in the world. That's a fact. Until they stop paying us, which <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Michael, oh, all right, we're done. God. We are back on either Wednesday night or Thursday, and we'll have at least one more guest next week. If you've noticed, we're working a few more guests in. I like it. Jesse's on the fence. I, I'm Goodbye. the one who called you yesterday and said to do more. There you go. Bye.